I just took my bicycle, which I, I used to drive around anyway. I turned my camera on and I made that video and I put it on Sukhumvit Homes and it got like 15 or 16,000 views. And then I was like, whoa, this is, this is in a different level than the real estate. How you call it a perfect storm? It was the right thing in the right moment. I was on the right, on the right place in the right moment. So if you're strong enough, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. The thing is that for me, the most important thing is that I will be friend with anybody that makes YouTube that I like. Jeroen Maduro, owner of real estate company Sukhumvit Homes and YouTube channel Global Travelmate. Jeroen can show you some of the best and hottest properties in Bangkok, Thailand, as well as be your guide to where and how to travel around the city. Jeroen is a prime example of a foreigner traveling to Thailand, starting and running a successful business while documenting and helping people travel around Bangkok through his media platform. Originally from Unschede in the Netherlands, today we talk about his journey from a retro travel vlogger to becoming a modern day vlogger and one of the top expat YouTubers in Thailand. Introducing Jeroen Maduro, aka also known as the Global Travel Mate. Over 75% of the people watching this video are not subscribed. Could you please take a moment to subscribe to the Tiger Podcast? It would really help us out. Jura, the yes. unicorn expat. <laughs> I, 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 I told you I call you a unicorn expat yeah. the first time we met because you are a prime example of you come to Thailand as an expat. You find six, relative success in business and as an entrepreneur and also end up work making videos on YouTube and succeeding in that as well. Mm -hmm. You're a serial successor. How, so let's, let's start with the real estate aspect of you because uh, there's two parts to Juran when it comes to me. It, it's you're a YouTuber and you're also into real estate. So how did you get into real estate in Thailand of all places? Because you're from originally from the Netherlands. Yes. Yeah, so we, we, I came here together with my wife, Mirella. She's from Romania. Okay. And uh, we came here about 13 years ago. And when we arrived here, we started making a traveling blog. Not a vlog, but a blog. Okay. And that was Global Travel Mate. Like on a website, just writing your yeah, stories. So we had a website and we basically wanted to create an online... Uh, uh, yeah, how do you call this thing? Um, uh you know, the, these books that you used to have, it's, it's amazing. I already forgot about that. <laughs> no, we used to use okay. Lonely Planets, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lonely Planet. There <laughs> we go. See how yeah. obsolete Lonely Planet yeah, is yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we wanted to make an online Lonely Planet idea because we realized that Lonely Planet is always, uh, uh, it's always outdated. You know, somebody's writing it, then it takes a lot of time before you print it, and it might take a year before somebody gets the book. Yeah. So all the information is old. So we started Global Travel Made with the idea of making a vlog where we could just write something and people could reply on it, and then you would have up-to-date information. So that's how Global Travel Made started. And um, then we realized that a lot, a lot of people actually were more interested in relocating to Thailand instead of traveling. And they contacted us, and that's how we got with, uh, we got to the idea to do real estate. And my wife already had a background in real estate, so about nine years ago uh, we started Sukhumvit Homes. So that's how how that idea uh, came into being. Why did you choose Thailand of all the places in Asia? You know, 
I would have thought that Westerners would prefer doing business in Singapore. Maybe that's a bit more more of a popular destination. Yeah. Um, so did you come with real estate in mind or was it just to no, travel blog? Because because we were doing the traveling thing and, and Thailand, of course, is a hub for travelers in yeah. Southeast Asia and Asia in general. And uh, yeah, so that was one of the reasons why we, we came to Thailand. Okay. So when you came to Thailand and, and you know, you've decided now to start your... Uh, real estate company or a work in real estate how difficult was it for you as a foreigner to get started here you know as, as a foreigner you need to set up business you need to get a work permit was it so how difficult was it it, it the thing is that uh, uh, we had a little bit of financial backing which is very important so if mm -hmm. you have that then it's not that difficult yeah. to be really honest I mean if you find the right people that can help you uh, in the beginning we had a few uh, um, people that were helping us with setting up the business that were not so good. Let's okay. say yeah. it like uh -huh. that. And uh, we managed to find a very good accountant that we still use. And she just set up everything at some point. And yeah, if you have the right people, uh, it's possible. And is it initially very expensive to set up a business as a foreigner here? Because some I people make it seem <coughs> so easy, right? Like, like they'll be like, I'm going to fly to Thailand and yeah. start a business and I'm going to be successful. And then there's some people who are like, oh, there's too much headache. There's so much paperwork. It's not worth it. There's corruption, blah, blah, blah. I, I think the financial backing, that's the most important thing. I if mean, you if you have the money, if you, you have can. some money, then then I, you don't have to have a lot of money, but you need to have money. I think you need to have a good idea. You know, I mean, same as business anywhere mm -hmm. in the world. Yeah. You need to do something that, that you need to make or produce or, or if you want to have a coffee shop or a restaurant or whatever, you need to do something where you add value to Thailand, yeah. right? Or, or something that is valuable for tourists that come here or people that live here. And then I think it's not that expensive. Um, we started with doing our business online. So we didn't have to worry too much about having an office or, or having... Uh, uh, you know, there was a lot of expenses yeah. that we didn't have to worry about. So just to start a business is not it's not that that expensive, actually. After setting up your business, w was it difficult? Like, was there a lot of competition around? Like, how did you like compete with all these already established companies? So, you know, we, we have a Thailand property, DD property, dot property. Fazwas, hip flat, say I'm real estate. Yeah, yeah. If you actually like type on Google Thailand property, there's about 30 or 40 different choices. Yes. So especially with the business being run online, like how did you, how, did, how was there a lot of competition and how did you compete? Well, when, when we started about nine years ago, we, we were one of the first real estate agencies here that were really using the internet. Okay. So we started with a Facebook page. We posted a lot of Facebook. Now everybody does that. But then we were one of the first. And that's where we got our first customers from. Uh, plus, we already had people connecting to us through this Global TravelMate website. Uh, even though the Global TravelMate website was not very successful in the in the travel industry, it did provide us our first customers because that's the most important thing. You need to have customers. Yeah. And um, and also at that time, companies like Fazwas didn't exist yet. Yeah. You know, I mean, they came a couple of years later, and so so f our we just tried. Let's say like this: we just tried to be ahead 
on social media or on the internet because that's where our strength was. And this is actually the same reason why uh, I went into the YouTube because already nine years ago, we had a Facebook page, we had a website, yeah. and on the website I could make videos. So I started making my first real estate videos and that's how, how I started filming. And the first real estate videos, if you look at the Sugumit Homes uh, real estate, uh, um, if you look at the Sugumit Homes real estate YouTube channel, it's horrible. You know, I mean, the first ones I was just walking in with my camera and I was just bubbling everywhere. And, and I made a video in one minute. I didn't edit it, but I just put it on the website. And a lot of people appreciated that because we were also one of the first ones here that were filming real estate. And uh, that's where we could differentiate ourselves a little bit. Mm. And I think still, I think still uh, uh, one of the most important, one of the most important things of our business is the videos, the YouTube videos and, and the social media that we use that with. Okay. Yeah. What is the relationship here in Thailand amongst real estate companies and in the market? Is it friendly? Is it cutthroat? Because normally I would suspect like in real estate, it's first one to sell the house or make, you know, get the rent, gets the commission. Yeah. So is, is are, are there friendly relationships or is everyone? I mean, there, there are uh, plenty of agents where we have a very friendly relationship with. So I'm, I'm. The thing is that we we started to work into a niche. So our niche for example is high end real estate. We are only doing uh, rentals and sales on a, on a very high level, and we we basically know all our competition and we are friendly. Mm -hmm. and we are friendly with each other. Um, let's say like this. I mean, I will give any agents one chance. And if an agent is, uh, how do you say it, uh, properly screwing me over, okay. I will never deal with them anymore. Okay. And that happens once in a while. Um, but most people understand that uh, the relationship that you have with your, you know, if you want a co-broke, that's how you call it, uh, is for the long term. Okay. Because you don't want to just close one deal, right? Yeah. And I prefer to just play it safe and honest and then make five or six or seven deals in a year with somebody instead of just doing one, make double the money and never see this guy again. Mm. Because in the end, um, you co-broke with people that can uh, give you an extra. You know, I mean, uh, uh, for example, if somebody has a unit that I cannot get, I will call them and I will co-broke with them. Okay. But if they then screw me out of the commission, then obviously I will never call them again. But if they don't, I might bring them a customer every month. So, so... Um, I think there's competition. I think there, uh, and but that's a healthy competition. Mm -hmm. uh, but in general, I think people like to work with each other because uh, in the end, you make more money, right? Okay. So, can you give me some examples of some perhaps unethical practices by real estate agents or companies? Like, what what would be considered unethical? Is it just co-broking and not sharing the commission, or is it like you know? How how would it what would an unethical okay. practice um, um, even I, be? I had I had uh, I showed an apartment one time together with another agent, and then we met with the owner, and uh, so let's say like this: I had the owner and he had the client, and we met with the owner and the agent gave his card to the owner. Okay. So that agent basically should stick with the client, and I stick with the owner, and then I know that they later did other deals behind my back. I see. Which, which, uh, well, I mean, I cannot prevent it. I mean, and if people find them, if people find each other afterwards, but doing it in front of my face, I yeah. didn't really appreciate that. Okay. So that's a person that I never talk with again. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. I, and I always thought to myself, right, like, for example, tenants can also be like that. So let's say, for example, yeah. you took uh, a client <coughs> of yours uh, to see a property. Yeah. And they will, you know, some people will always try to seek out and try to find the owner themselves and make a deal with them because then they... 
you know, maybe the owner saves a little bit of money. So then, you know, are you wary of those kind of tenants or do you just trust in your relationship with the owner? Well, basically, you have to trust the relationship with the owner. But of course, you never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, 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 until you get to the situation, you that's when you really realize it. But in general, everybody is actually fair. And um, most of the owners that we have are Thai. And I noticed that most Thai owners, well, actually all Thai owners that we work with, are very straightforward and very fair. And they won't go behind your back. So... Uh, I, I know a lot of people think different about Thailand, but my experience with uh, with Thai owners is super positive in that way. I mean, I would probably probably have more issues with foreign owners than with Thai owners. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Wow. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, that's that's mostly my real estate side. All right, let's talk you two. Yes. Global travel mate. So you, I. You just told me it started off as a blog. Um, it really kind of took off for you during the pandemic. Yes. So you always used it as a platform where you would already make real estate videos. But w- when did you realize that, hey, there might something be here? Like, you know, th- there might there's something here. I'm onto something, you know. When your subscriber list just started to increase, was there a... S- do you remember the time or the video where it just went... Well... The thing was that, uh, so I have two channels. I have Sukumit Homes and, and Global Travel Made. Okay. And on the Sukumit Homes channel, I had about 5,000 subscribers okay. uh, when, when I started with Global Travel Made. Mm-hmm. And I was filming real estate. I was filming properties all the time. And when the pandemic started, I thought, okay, because our, our, our point was to reach people that are not in Thailand. You know, somebody's in New York or in London or in Amsterdam or whatever, they want to move to Thailand. I can show you the video already on how it looks. And with the pandemic, I realized, okay, nobody's coming in. And what are we going to do now? Yeah. So you s- you have to be flexible. And then I started making videos on Sukhumvit Homes about the areas in, in Thailand, or yeah. the, sorry, the areas in Bangkok. And I just took my bicycle, which I, I used to drive around anyway. I, I turned my camera on. And I filmed, the first video that I filmed was uh, along the Klong San Sep, which is the canal that that's, uh, mm. uh, you can use a canal boat on. And I made that video and I put it on Sukhumvit Homes and it got like 15 or 16,000 views. And then I was like, whoa, this is this is in a different level than the real estate because yeah. the Sukhumvit Homes uh, videos, they got always like maximum a thousand or something. And then I started making more of these videos and I think I made three or four. I was not talking in them. I was only typing uh, uh, information, put a little bit of music on it, and then. But then I thought, after four or five videos, like, okay, I'm I'm actually uh, taking too much away from the real estate because I don't want people to connect with me to bike around in in Bangkok. I mean, I want them to connect with me and and rent an apartment. And then I realized that I had this old YouTube channel, which was Global Travel Made, which had a hundred subscribers. And I started making these same videos on Global Travel Mate. And I used Sukhumvit Homes to push the push people, the people there. To, to bring them there. So it was a very good base to start the, the channel. And uh, and basically because there were only a few YouTubers in Bangkok at the time. Yeah. And nobody could travel here. And a lot of people wanted to know what was going on. So it was the, how you call it, the perfect storm. Yeah. It was the right thing in the right moment. I was on the right, on the right place in the right moment. So... So, so you know, once you s- those videos started taking off, did you 
you know, did you ever think of the global travel mate as like a natural marketing marketing tool, or do you actually you treat it completely separately? So, as in, you know, Sukhumvit Homes Global Travel Mate. Do do you think of that as a marketing tool, or is like no, it's just Global Travel Mate. It's a brand in itself. It's it's connected. It's connected because. The idea that I have with Global Travel Mate is to show Bangkok in through my eyes. Okay, that, yeah. That's also how I, I describe it. And Bangkok through my eyes is also as a real estate, as an owner of a real estate company. Yeah. So uh, it's definitely connected with each other. And of course, if I the feeling that I have, if I can let people know that I know the city, then they might also be more willing to to hire me or to take me on as a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's definitely uh, connected with each other. On the other hand, uh, Global Travel Mate is is just fun to do, and I am I don't want to make it too commercial. So I'm not, uh, I don't want to focus too much on the real estate. So I just do a lot of videos, and once in a while, I show a nice penthouse, which I think is nice content anyway. Yeah. So it, 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 I think it really works with each other, right? Everybody likes a nice penthouse. Exactly. So yeah. I, I think you told me as well that your ideal client, you know, it, you, you, you don't just sell any like, you know, 8,000 baht rented house. Yeah. Um, you, you do have a little bit of niche as in you're, you're trying to rent out and your real estate properties are of a certain standard. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, so um, when we started nine years ago, we rented anything, you okay. know, because you have a database and you yeah. just uh, you get customers, and any customer that we got, we 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 just uh, uh, help them, and then at some point we just realized that we were getting really busy, and the busier you get, you you need to make a decision, and the decision was very simple for in in my eyes, like we can hire more staff. And then we can just get, uh, we can take care of a lot more clients or we up the budget because in the end, the work is the same, you know, because as a real estate agent here, you get paid by the owner. And if you rent out an apartment for 15,000 baht, the owner will pay you 15,000 baht commission based on a one year uh, yeah. deal. But if the apartment is 80,000 baht, you get 80,000 baht commission. So you basically get four or five times uh, uh more the money, mm -hmm. and that's why that's why we decided to try and go onto a higher budget, and I think that was a very good move because now we are uh, uh, we can target uh, we can uh, how you say it, target the marketing a lot more on the high end apartments, and there are there's a lot less competition there mm -hmm. because most freelance agents in Bangkok they all work on the lower segment, so yeah, yeah it it worked out pretty good. Yeah. So what's the current state of the real real estate market? Like let's let's start with Bangkok. So you only yeah. operate in Bangkok? Yes. Yeah. So obviously, you know, the pandemic will have its hit now, but as now the country is trying to recover, is there still a huge demand for real estate here? Actually, it's it's really picking up again. And that's what I feel as well yeah. because I see the rush around me and and you know, being in contact with Fazwas and stuff, I'm like, "What well, these guys are busy. Real estate yeah. market seems to be doing very well." So, so I mean, there there are two markets. You have the rental market and uh, the sales. Sales, yeah. So, the rental market was completely down mm -hmm. for two years. Yeah. Um, in our case, again, we were lucky. Or, uh, yeah, how do you say it? Uh, I mean, I don't really believe in luck. We might we made the the right decisions mm -hmm. in the right moment. Um, the people that ha that rent these high end apartments, they are mostly working for the embassies, or they are the CEOs of companies, and they were still moving around. 
I mean, embassies were still changing staff, yeah. even during the pandemic. And so that was number one. Number two, people could not go out, people could not come in, but they could move inside of Bangkok. And a lot of people here rent for one year. So uh, uh, luckily we treated these people well and they came back. So we had a lot of people that were just coming back and moving inside of Bangkok. So we, we were still doing business. But for example, if you were focused on the, um, let's say the, the expats that have a lower budget. I mean, I have a lower budget myself as well. I'm not renting for the prices that we rent mm. out you know then uh like, like most real estate agents yeah, of right course, of you, course you, you're selling like sometimes these 85,000 baht 100 150,000 baht i can rent there. per month <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like ourselves we're like oh, we're in a completely different <laughs> yeah, exactly, world exactly yeah. so no that that's the thing you know i mean uh, I, I always i always i always have the same feeling when i walk into the central embassy mall and i yeah. see the gucci store mm. and the people that live there, or the, sorry the people that work there say, well, they are not wearing gucci yeah. <laughs> i guess or maybe <laughs> they get something from the from the boss but uh, I, th I think one of our clients i think we were doing these service departments yeah and yeah i went for the meeting met the client saw the rooms stunning views you know creme de la creme furniture yeah, yeah. like oh the bed is like has like I don't even know what words they were using, man. Like a thousand fiber sheets and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, okay, I can sell this. I mean, but in reality, I'm like, I would never be able to afford this place. Maybe not for another ten years or something. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. No, is it? No, but that's that's but the world we live in, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean. If, let's say like this, if, if the people that sell in the Ferrari shop, if they would all drive Ferrari, exactly. it wouldn't be exclusive anymore, yeah, right? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> that, that is very well said, yeah. So, uh, no, but, but um, um, yeah, so, 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 uh, uh, so with the rental, it was down mm. for a very long time. But we really see now in, uh, since half a year, it's really picking up again. Families are coming back. Uh, 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 yeah, people come here for business. Mm. And there are a lot more expats coming in yeah. as well. So you can really see, I mean, the building where I live, for example, there were 40 studios available yeah. for two years and now they all rent it out again, mm. you know? So it just, it just picks up again. Yeah. In the sales, sales is a bit of a different story, but with sales, we realized a lot of people couldn't do anything, but they were still thinking about moving here. Mm -hmm. And what you see now is that the world changed. You know, a lot of people are doing online jobs now. A yeah. lot of people working online, they are not, they don't need to go to the office in LA anymore. Digital nomads. Exactly. But not only the digital nomads, but in general, mm. you know, a lot of people just uh, realize, okay, I don't have to go to the office. Yeah. And if you don't have to go to the office, you don't have to live in LA. Well, LA is not such a bad place, but yeah. let's say <laughs> yeah. you don't have to live in, okay, okay you where am I going to offend now? <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to stay in like a 25 square meter apartment in New York. Exactly. Exactly. So, so a lot of people are now coming here, and I realize there are a lot of people that made money with uh, cr uh, crypto, yeah, and a lot of people that realize that they can live anywhere in the world, and their offices allow them. You know, with three years ago it wasn't an option, but now it's an option. So a lot of these people decide to come to Bangkok because Bangkok is a very easy city, and that way you can get your elite visa. There are uh, easy ways to move here if you have money. You know, and uh, and that's where I can see that a lot of people want to come here and buy, and a lot of people want to come here and rent. Mm. Okay. Uh, now, sorry, going going back to <coughs> talking about you and YouTube and global travel mates. Yes. You said earlier you wanted to show Bangkok through your eyes. Yes. Now I find that very uh, interesting. That possibly the most interesting part about your channel is because you only recently started. 
showing your face on camera. You know, a lot of your videos, you were, you you were going around Bangkok. You were showing the current state. Look what's happening. Look what's going around. The reality of the situation. But it was just you know you doing the walkthroughs. Mm -hmm. So was there a reason why you didn't show your face? I I think I want to make the channel a little bit more personal, and I I just realized that a lot of people enjoy it, and but they don't get the feel. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I yeah. mean, uh, um, I I. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think I want to make it a little bit more personal, and it's not not. Um, yeah, I, I think it will make the channel a bit more attractive, just to see who's who's saying it. And what I do now is I just film the introduction and the and the, the outro, the intro and the outro, and that's it. And then for the rest, I just film in front and I just sh- uh, show the information. I just want to create a more personal bond with with my followers. Okay, so when did you start to? show your face and was there a reason behind it because you were telling me that you know you were getting messages as well that like uh hey who are you or people would recognize you only through your voice yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? it happened quite a bit actually because, yeah. because sometimes it is surprising because yeah people want someone to relate to and they, they might be your fan but they have no idea who you are yeah yeah, so yeah. was that one of the reasons you eventually decided to do a little bit because now you still do a little bit bit, but i think i know i think actually the main reason is the masks okay because we always had to wear masks so during uh uh, everything i filmed i needed to wear a mask yeah and i refuse to not wear a mask i mean if if society wants me to wear a mask i will wear it okay whether i agree with it or not i mean that that's another story and yes when when did the mask mandate stop like three four months ago Mm -hmm. right so this is when when i felt a little bit more like okay why not just show myself a little bit as well yeah you know because with the mask, I still feel like a bandit. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you mean. I, I'm always, I'm always yeah. telling you, uh, you know, my friends, like, look, if if we would have gone into the bank, yeah, you know, like four years ago, we would have all been caught, and now yeah. we're walking with our masks. <laughs> and I mean, and you're you're like me, you're like you know, walking around the streets of Bangkok. Most of the time, we're like giants amongst yeah, yeah, everybody yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, cause, cause I also thought about like I was looking at your channel uh, earlier, like, um. A few months back, I'm like, man, this guy has found the success. Like, like he's found the secret to YouTube. Here I am, doing podcasts, making these, uh, you know, experience videos, doing these reviews, and mm-hmm. everything that we do. Yeah. And this guy's making videos, not even showing his face, and he's still getting all these these amazing views. Has he has he figured out the success to YouTube? I Why don't... do I bother showing my face yeah, and yeah. dealing with all this hate? you <laughs> no, come on no, but, nobody but, hates you <laughs> no but you know when you did do those videos and you saw those views coming in right mm-hmm. i thought that was awesome man i don't i don't know if you even thought about it because i guess you, that was just something that you were doing but for someone like me i'm looking at your videos i'm like that's that brought a good question for me is it necessary yeah. to show your face and then what you said something to me it resonated to me that if your content is good enough then that's all that you need to drive the videos. Well, the, the thing is, I do do a lot of research on what I want to film. I'm not just filming anything. Okay. In the beginning, I did. Okay. In the beginning, I was just yeah. filming, uh, walking from uh, Asok Station to Prompong Station. Yeah. Put the camera on eight minutes and talk a little bit, and, and that's it. But then I realized, like, okay, it, it got boring for myself because I just ran out of areas. Yeah. I'm, I'm at, I think, 980 
videos now. So I'm almost at a thousand videos oh, wow. that I made. Okay. So I'm I, I just ran out <laughs> ran out of stuff to film. Mm. So then I thought, okay, I need to 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 come up with with things that are interesting. And I also, of course, the videos that are interesting, uh, let's say about the new trains that open, uh, or the airport, or how is the state of, of of a new shopping mall or whatever. These videos do a lot better. And of course, we all want to have a lot more views, right? So so um, yeah, I mean. Uh, it's not that easy, I think. And I think the reason why the channel grew was not because I didn't show myself, but I was. it was just because a lot of people wanted to know what was going on with Bangkok. And they might... I let, Let's say it correctly. I, th I always thought, if I want to show Bangkok, why would I put my face in front of it? Because my face is always the same, right? I, <laughs> it's not going to change. But Bangkok is changing. So my, my canvas, I would say, is Bangkok. Bangkok is my subject, not me. And that's why I never started filming, and mm. that's why I'm still not filming that much mm. of myself. I, I want to do it as an introduction and say bye-bye and just show that I'm a nice guy, and that's it. And for the rest, it's all about the, the, the subject, Bangkok, or wherever I go, you know? Yeah. So Global Travel Mate is almost at 50,000 subscribers now. Did you ever expect it to blow up or you know, reach this level of success? No, I, I, to be honest, I never thought that it would get this big. And I think it's more because it started as a hobby. And it's not, let's say like this, it's not a professional thing that I want to do. Yeah. No, it's it's connected with my businesses and the business is the most important thing. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, I'm just lucky, I think, to, 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 yeah, to be there on the right time. And, uh, you know, in the beginning, I didn't talk. And actually, Chris retired working for mm -hmm. you. Uh, he's a very good friend of mine. And he told me, you should talk, man. You have something to say. And I was like, nah, my, my voice, my voice is, I don't like my voice. Nobody likes their own voice, right? Oh, yeah. You know, so, yeah. so and I was like, nah. And then I just started with it. And then I realized, okay, it's actually nice. And I can, I can, can tell a story. Yeah. And that's how it began. That, that's actually where it really started growing. And then it got fun. But in the beginning, I never thought about it. Now, with success, yes, of course, comes the support, comes the recognition, but also comes a lot of hate and online trolls. So becoming like this personality online, what would you say are the major advantages and disadvantages of your YouTube career so far? So advantages, okay, obviously, I think you show your face still quite a little bit, yeah, it must. It must. It's still for me a humbling experience. But is it? How does it? It does it feel good that you're walking down the street and someone's just like, "Hey, global trouble mate." What do they normally say, Jaron or global trouble mate? Well, mo mostly it's like you are that global trouble mate guy, right? <laughs> they don't really recognize me right, directly, okay. which which I like because yeah. it's it's. Uh, I also really like it when people recognize me, you know, yeah. because it 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 also uh, validates that you're doing something and you're and. The, if they like it, <laughs> you know, if people recognize you and they don't like it, that's another story. But um, I think also because I don't, f I, I, I never filmed myself that much re regarding the haters, for example. Um, I think YouTubers that film themselves more, uh, they also put themselves more out there. Yeah. So they are more vulnerable. And because I didn't film myself, I could only be judged on my voice or on what I said, on what I said. Mm -hmm. And I always try to be as correct as possible. So mm -hmm. I will never use a swear word. I will never make a political statement. Uh, and I do that very, I mean, I, I really want to stay away from that because it's not important. 
You know, I don't find my opinion important. I find Bangkok important. Yeah. And I think in because of that, I didn't get too much hate or I don't get too much hate. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are people that don't like me. But if people don't like my voice, there's nothing I can do about that. You know? Yeah. And same, if they don't like my face, yeah, well, sorry. <laughs> so how do you deal with them? What's your go-to? I actually don't have to deal with it too much. Okay. And and uh, in the beginning, I was very. Uh, I, I've had a very easy policy. If anybody was very negative, I mean, if somebody has constructive criticism, I'm okay with it. But if somebody came up with really bad things, I just block them, mm. and that's it. And I think in that way, it's a selection. Yeah. Uh, and my 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 block box or how you say this fool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I I give people not. I give them only. No, I don't give them a chance. Okay. You say something bad. If yeah. you say I don't like your face, bye bye. You know, then go and watch somebody else. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I, I think it took a while for me to get there, but yeah, that it's just like, it's not even worth it for me to reply. Just, yeah. okay, instantly, instantly, bye-bye. Exactly. And you're right, that's probably the best way to deal with you it. You know, I, wa- I watch YouTube myself, obviously, and yeah. sometimes I see stuff that I don't like, but I don't take the effort to, to, to say it. You know, I will just not watch them anymore. It's very simple. No, I I have to type. I have to let him yeah, know exactly, yeah. the distaste in my mouth. I yeah, have. yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But but for no, but for example, if 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 I say the wrong things, I agree with it. You know, yeah. if I mention that, if I say this bridge opened in 1950, and then they say, but wait a minute, this is a new bridge from 1980. They can say that, and I ex- that's okay. You know, but uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes you get the the craziest stuff. <laughs> like okay whatever block <laughs> nice all right well so so living and working in thailand um like real talk now like you know once you're over all the tourist attractions and you've been here and there and you know you're it's just a regular month it's near the end of the month you know you're on cost control <laughs> yeah how is thailand how's living here just as a regular day as a regular person as a person who's been here for 10 years you know uh, how is it for you I still like it. I mean, we actually, we both still like it. And, and do you, do you still like it? Or are you just like, okay, this is home now. It's fine. Uh, it's, it's definitely home. Okay. And the thing is that, I mean, we've been here for 13 years now and, um, we, we, we created our business here and home is where you I think home is where you work, where you sleep, where you feel comfortable. And, and that's basically how we feel. Uh, about Bangkok and um, yeah I mean in general I, I like the country I like the weather I like the possibility to travel you know I mean you 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 can just get on a bus and go to Koh Samet and in a couple of hours you're on a tropical island sipping a cocktail mm. which is very difficult from where I come from in Holland <laughs> you know to do yeah. that and uh, yeah no I mean I'm still very happy uh, here I, I like the big city as well mm. What I like about Bangkok, for example, is the the it's a, a, a very big melting pot of cultures. Um, especially if you look at all the expat communities. I mean, I, I think the well, no, I think I know the biggest expat community here are the Japanese. So they bring their own food, they bring their own style. So what I love about Bangkok is you can you can enjoy any nationality. Uh, you can have uh, a, a good hamburger. But you can also have very good sushi. Yeah. And you can go to a Korean restaurant. You can get the best Indian food. I mean, it's just amazing. Mm. And and it doesn't run out. And and that's also one of the things what I always say. I show Bangkok 
through my eyes. And I like Thai food, for example, but I'm not eating Thai food on the street every day. <laughs> I think that's very limited, you know? That was one thing. I think I was doing a live show once, and they, somebody asked me, like, what's your favorite place to go eat? And I, I think I said something Japanese, and they were horrified. They was yes. like, all that amazing Thai food around you and you don't have that i'm like yeah all that amazing thai food around me for the last 20 years exactly so if i had a exactly. choice no if you live here for half a year or yeah. you come here on holiday it's a very different story but if you live here for a long time and and that's what in my opinion still makes bangkok interesting because it doesn't run out mm. you know i mean i haven't i haven't eaten ethiopian food there is a very nice ethiopian restaurant i understand so i should go there one time i haven't done it yet you know and so there are still more options is Thailand a place where you can make a lot of money as an entrepreneur or is it more of a place that you've made your money and you come here to retire? Oh, that's a, well, I mean, the, that's a difficult one actually, mm. you know, it the, is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, I think, I think, uh, um, as in every, every place in the world, there is the possibilities here. And if you look at, uh, what's his name, Bill Heineker. Bill Heineke, yeah. Heineke, mm. Bill Heineke. Well, he made a bit of money here. Yeah, right? he made a little, little chunk of money. Yes. Yeah, so, only so, a billionaire. So that's a perfect example yeah. of somebody that made a lot of money. Um, uh, um, I think what also makes Thailand and Bangkok in general uh, uh, interesting is that you can go on all levels. So you can, you can uh, start a business and live of it nice and, and don't make too much money, but you can still live of it. Or you can make a lot of money. You know, and 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 uh, what we were saying. I mean, same as with the food. You can have street food, or you can have a Michelin star uh, restaurant. And I think with businesses is the same. You know, and and uh, I think there is money to be made. And for example, in the real estate, I mean, we're doing pretty well. And I think we can make almost the same kind of money as what we do in Holland, yeah. which gives you much more possibilities here. Yeah. Um, that doesn't work for everything, of course. I mean, uh, if you have a restaurant, maybe you cannot make that much money. Unless you make a high-end restaurant, then you can still make a lot of money or even more than in the West. So it's, it's you know, it's up there. Yeah. It's finding your balance because you're right. That especially in a city like Bangkok, but even other parts of Thailand, there are levels to Thailand that people are either just unaware or ignorant about. Because, yes, yes. you know, we throw this word high so around a lot. As yeah. in, if you're not eating street food, you're pretty much high Yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like there are people here who earn a lot of money, who are entrepreneurs and have very successful and are rich because of their business and live a lavish life. Yes. It's just because you see them having street food doesn't mean that they're not high so all of a sudden, right? Yeah, exactly. But there, there is a very high standard of living in Bangkok available. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think uh, well... Uh, the way that we live here, I'm not saying that we are high so not at all. I mean, but we can we can get anything that we want in the West, mm. and in general, it's a little bit cheaper. But what you said, I mean, we can we can also go all out and and spend all our money in one month <laughs> if we want. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know? what, what do you think is the, like the current state of uh, you know tourism in Thailand? I think in the last six months, or especially in the last three months, people are really now starting to come here and it's getting busy do, do you feel like that in terms of work and in terms of you know when you're on when you're traveling around making these videos yeah, there's a lot more crowded definitely it's it's really coming back and um, we live in the asok area and you just see a lot more tourists coming in um you know where i see the difference yeah. 
with the taxis. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a good example. I oh. know you guys did something about oh. taxis, and I don't want to go too deep into no, that because okay. I don't want to be too it's, negative. It's a whole topic in itself. But, oh my God, the thing is that uh, a year ago, mm -hmm. you can get any taxi. You know, I mean, there was always a taxi coming around yeah. because there were no tourists. Now, there's almost no taxi to get. That's number one. And even if a taxi is available, they will start uh, uh, negotiating because they know that there is enough tourists. So that's for me the, the you know, the, the meter, the tourist yeah. meter. Yeah. You know, it's back. It's back to what it was before. And it's annoying. But I'm happy. Yeah. Because I'm happy there's people again. You know, I mean, because the, the situation from a year ago was horrible. And uh, I have... Yeah, Thailand taxi scams, land of scams. People go all, all about it. Unfortunately, there is truth to that. We have to take a moment to admit that. But um, have you ever been scammed by a taxi? I mean, you've been here for a very long time now. Well, actually, we, we, we got... No, it's not really scammed. We, we were actually happy with it. The first time that we came to Thailand, which was 13 years ago, we arrived at Suvanaboom Airport, and you have the AOT, you know, these... Uh, the airports of Thailand. Yes. Yeah. And they have their own taxi services. Yes. And we came out of the gate... And uh, there was some, uh, you know, nice guy. He was like, you want to have a taxi to the airport, uh, to, to the city? Where's your hotel? And I was like, yeah, of course, uh, let's do it. How much is it? Uh, 800 baht. I said, whoa, that's a, that's a bargain. <laughs> you know, because okay, yeah. we came from Madrid. Yeah. And in Madrid, uh, come on, you pay a lot more money for the taxi. So we, we, we went to town. We were super happy. We had a great transport. It was a nice luxury car. And uh, yeah, and then a, a, a week later, we started to get our meet our first friends, and we just told them that, and they were all laughing, and they said, "You got scammed or you got tricked." I said, like, "Why?" But of course, I mean, it was official. But the thing is that you're not aware of it. Yeah. You're not aware of these prices. So uh, uh, if you're a tourist and you come in and somebody says 300 baht to the to town, you'll be like, "Yeah, it's fine." Living here, you know, okay, wait a minute, this is this is a different story, you know. But uh, yeah, I could say that I was scammed there, but it was the AOT, so yeah, <laughs> standard <laughs> airport taxi no, prices. But, but of course, uh, um, let's say like this: when I take a taxi. I always open the back door. I would recommend to anybody to do that. Open the back door and then I say bye. Like I want to go to destination. And if the driver says 100 baht, I just close the door and then wait for the next one. And that's it. So I don't get scammed in that way. Yeah. And the most important thing I think is to just not, not get a taxi that's waiting. You know, if you have a, a taxi that's standing stationary in front of your hotel, they they pay probably to stay there in that place, or they negotiate with their friends or whatever. They need more money, so yeah. they are not uh, not not good with just having the normal uh, taxi fare. So go to a place where taxis are driving by, and then then you'll be fine. So yeah, a lot of the times I feel like maybe they think I'm Thai. I, I highly doubt it with my beard, but um, yeah, I don't even get that many people haggling me it's always in the tourist hot spots right yes. you go to so 11 or something you have to negotiate with them i think the most important thing is where you pick up the taxi you know if you pick the tech if you take a taxi in so 11 they will haggle for sure so do, do you find yourself using grab more or you're just on actually, the streets actually this is thing it's funny because i see a lot of people saying that ah, oh, you should use grab but the problem that we have the location where we live there's almost never a grab available Mm -hmm. You know, so it takes like 20 minutes to wait for a grab. And there is a lot of taxis driving around. So I prefer to just walk 100 meters, get the taxi from the right spot and just go. So, uh, yeah, I mean, grab, we don't use it that much. Only, only for example, if I want to go to the airport and it's in the middle of the night, then grab is perfect because there are a, a lot available. But normally it's just too busy. Mm. 
what's your relationship like with other YouTubers in Bangkok? Do you are you friends with most of them? Do you know any of them? I know you mentioned Chris retired working for you. Yeah. But um and and then you're having an upcoming meetup October 8th. Yes. Um but how how about everyone else like are you in the YouTube expat community for YouTubers? Well, the thing is that for me the most important thing is that uh I I I will be friend with anybody that makes YouTube that I like. Okay. You know, and I don't care if they are competition or or whatever, you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean I mean uh, uh Tyrish Times, I know very well Bangkok Pet. I love his channel love because Bangkok Pet. Yeah, yeah, he's just so Great detailed, guy. Great you know. Guy. Exactly. And uh Gary the Roman Cook. I mean, he's a very good friend of mine and and I all I know these guys through YouTube. And um yeah and 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 especially during the pandemic we 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 had meetups and we just talked about everything because the the nice thing about hanging out with other YouTubers is that you can they know what you're talking about. Yeah, you can about. relate to them. Yeah. yeah, and they understand like oh I made a video and nobody watched it and <laughs> you know other people will be like yeah but it's still a thousand. No, no, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's and so yeah, it's it's uh I I like I like to to hang out with with other YouTubers and like Patty Doyle I I met a couple of Keys One is one of the uh, guys that I really like. And what I also like is that everybody has their own style. I think that's the most important thing. You have to have people that are unique. And uh, Chris is an entertainer. You know, he's he's doing a lot of stuff and he's very active. Keys One, for example, is just about his life. He's he's showing Bangkok, but it's not important if it's correct about Bangkok. But he's just showing how he lives in Bangkok. Yeah. He's a nice guy. That's it. You know, Bangkok Pet is very informed. You know, he knows everything. Tyrus Times, he does his interviews. Pat, yeah, very Pat's good. just a bank of information. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you're right. Keys One is just like he's not trying to be anything else other than just himself. Which is brilliant. Entertaining. You know? And, and if you well, and yeah. if you meet them individually, they're all nice people. Yeah. You know? I haven't had the yeah, I've only met Pat. Yeah. I haven't had the chance to meet others, but uh, I, yeah, I only know them through their work. Yeah, uh, you might. I, I don't have to know them personally, but I yeah, I respect their the work. And yeah. at the end of the day, you're right. We're all in the same industry, and if you think of everyone as competition, it's like we're in, we're all in Thailand. We're expats, and it's like I think I think if if you're strong enough, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. You know? Exactly. It, it's it's a weakness, right? To like feel insecure. I get it. You know, like yeah. we all putting our heart and soul in our work, but. When it's such a small community, I feel like it's better to be friends and look out for one another because yeah. apart from each other, we don't really have anyone else. Exactly. We're all away from our countries and family, and this is our adopted home. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Okay. So I'm, I'm now going towards uh, my last uh, few questions for you, Jaron. Can you tell me what is the difference between Jaron, the real estate agent, and Jaron, global travel mate? Is there a personality sh per personality shift that you have to make when you know you're conducting business or mm -hmm. you are socializing for YouTube? I think in my case, I'm. It sounds really weird to say, but I'm pretty much the real deal. I think I am. When I do global travel mate, I'm the same guy as doing the real estate. I don't think I I I I'm not the kind of person that will pretend to do anything. Okay. And um yeah, of course with the real estate I have to be more very simple. I made a few caps. You know, I want to sell caps for for Global Travel Mate as okay. merchandise. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, should I wear my cap here? I said, no, I'm here for the real estate so I don't wear my cap. 
Okay. That's about it. Okay. <laughs> you know, so I, I have to make, or, or I have a long pants on now, which if I would be Global Travel Made for real, I would be in my shorts. I, I was wondering Something that, like, like do that. You, you, are you more smart, casual, when it's yeah, okay, yeah. I got a real estate meet today, but then where's a YouTube meet? It's just like, you know, like neon sing, singer tank top <laughs> <laughs> with, with your hat. Always. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I knew it, Jaren. I knew it. The truth comes out. Um, well, another question I wanted to ask you that I think might be relevant to you is I th- I, you grew up in Holland, yeah? Yes. You know, now b- cannabis uh, being uh, open in Thailand, um, a lot of these people are like, is Bangkok going to be the new Amsterdam? And I always think to myself, firstly, why is Thailand basically obsessed with comparing itself to other places? For example, yeah. is Bangkok the new Amsterdam? Bangkok, Venice of the East with the canals. I'm just like, Bangkok is so beautiful and it's just amazing in its own way. It has enough to be just Bangkok, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And like, why do you think so many expats on all these tours would come here? Yeah. They're not coming here to feel Venice or feel Amsterdam. Those people would go to Amsterdam for that. Exactly. But what do you feel with these? Let's talk about, you know, the, the cannabis is what people relate Amsterdam with. What do you feel about Bangkok becoming like pro-green and pro-cannabis and, you know, uh, be having the freedom to smoke around here? Do you feel anything similarity between Amsterdam and Bangkok or are they just people are just saying it because it's easy to relate? Well, the the thing is that even, it's very funny because I'm Dutch, so people always assume yeah. that you know yeah. <laughs> about cannabis. Yeah. Well, I I, I didn't like s- I just did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I I never smoked a cigarette in my life. Okay. I didn't drink until I was 23. I was always very active with sports. Wow. And I never smoked cannabis. I did try some stuff because in Holland you can try it, right? Yeah. So I tried it once or twice, and I was like, okay, it's fine. But I never I never got to really use it you know you know you're not the first dutch person to say this this to is me. what any dutch person will tell I you have, i have i was three close dutch friends yeah all from one from roningen okay yeah yeah, yeah. amsterdam and uh, i don't know somewhere the third one i don't remember <laughs> yeah but yeah they were like yeah when we grew up like it's not we don't just go and smoke all weekend or something like that most of them they've tried it and they're just not interested exactly and the thing is that you have the op- you have the opportunity to try it and i think i i i completely support the dutch system in that way yeah. because um i mean there are two big things that were always the you have prostitution and 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 the cannabis right mm-hmm. and for example with cannabis if you if it if you consider it an issue it's better to just legalize it and and control it and that's what the Dutch government's been doing for a very long time. And it's the same with prostitution. If it's legalized, you can control it. And um, for example, I, I, I had friends from England that didn't know the difference between coke, heroin, and hash, which is a very big difference. In Holland, we know. Yeah. It's like, this is okay. This is not good. Okay. You know? <laughs> like, stay <laughs> yeah. away from this one. Yeah. Go and, go yeah. and, and, and yeah, do yeah. a smoke. It's fine. So the thing is that by organizing it in that way, you also, uh, it's, it's a very typical Dutch thing, you can also get tax. You make money with it yeah. as well. You know, the government gets money out of it. And it's just what I said. It's just you can regulate it. You can make sure that the people get the good products, that they can get, uh, they don't get sick of it because it's mixed up with some some shit or whatever, you know. And um, so, so I, in that way, I applaud what Thailand is doing at the moment because people were using it anyway, you know. Yeah. Um, and what you said, I mean, any American that I ever met smoked. 
And I barely know any Dutch people that smoke. So that means that people can make their own choice. It's not that if you legalize it that everybody starts using yeah. it. I think when it's illegal, people probably try it more if yeah. it's if it's available. Yeah, because they kept using, you know, uh, young people will start experimenting and doing this. And they kept using that as an excuse to criminalize it again. And I'm yeah. like, you are so delusional if you think that if a young person in Thailand wanted to try cannabis. They will get it anyway. Absolutely. Exactly. It's, you know, and, and you're living in cuckoo land if you think it's regulated. Yeah, exactly. When it was on the narcotics list. Yeah. And now now it's not. Oh, my God, they're going to go nuts. They're going to go crazy. Yeah, they're yeah. going to have 0.2% THC water I, and go high. I have to be honest that also as a Dutch person, it is funny to see how it went from absolutely nothing to, like, crazy i i you know yeah. i i never touched the subject and 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 not not for a specific reason but mm -hmm. i'm not that interested in yeah. it right but i remember i made a video one time and i was like on the street and i was filming this truck and they were selling it out of the mm -hmm. truck and i was like i'm from holland so i know this and then i was like no we don't sell it in a truck on the street <laughs> you know yeah. there is like a designated yeah. place where you Portable. buy it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like no this is actually yeah, way further than what we have that's in Holland. That's you know, in, in, uh, in Amsterdam you have designated shops yeah, where you, have you can go shop. do it. You and go that's to the it. coffee shop yeah. and you can smoke in the coffee shop and you can take it home and you can smoke it. You can smoke in the street as well, but it's not not common. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, same as as drinking a beer on the street. Yeah, you, know, uh, you can do it. Yeah, but it's not but common. People choose not to exactly. out of uh, exactly. Yeah. So all right, <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, um, Jaren, my last question for you is i would like you to give one piece of advice for anyone watching this video now and wants to come to thailand either to start a business or you know make videos in 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 on youtube and and travel yeah what's the one piece of advice that you would want them to consider before they come here i think it's it's uh, uh try and find something that's not here yet yeah. So if you want to do business, so try and 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 come up with something where you will fit in the. Let's do that one again. Okay. No worries. So um, yeah, I would say just just try and come up with something that will add to this society. You know. So if you make YouTube videos, don't make what everybody else makes. You can do that, but I think you will you will you might get very quickly response and yeah. you get you get very you you might even get very big very quickly but it doesn't have a background because you're the same as anybody else so people will move from you to another channel anyway because you're not original so try to be original and this is the same thing with the business you know try to make a business that uh, that is needed here you know if if they're uh, okay, I, I don't want to be disrespectful, but for example, if you look at the tailor shops in 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 Sukhumvit, uh, I I was always surprised and amazed by walk. You walk past the tailor shop, and there's one guy who said, "Hello, sir, you can I help you?" I just walk pa past, and there's the next one, and there's like five tailor shops in a row, and I'm like, who's who who can survive here? Yeah, you know, at least make something different or you pick know? a different location yeah whatever you know so so and and the, and you know what it is when it's really busy it still might work yeah you know so it's it's don't take my advice too much at heart because mm. there are there are a lot of ways that lead to rome is that a, does that make sense or not yes <laughs> <laughs> no but there are a lot of ways that you can yeah. be successful you know so but i would say if you come here and you want to you want to succeed try and do something different that's it okay well, Jaren, thank you for... Is it an hour or...? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> okay. But anyways, um, all right, Jaren, thank, thank you so much for My coming pleasure. in and My taking pleasure. the thank time. Thank you for having me. Well, very welcome. So 
those of you who've made it so far, quick secret. I'd actually got Jaron in uh, last week or uh, the week before. Yes. And uh, we were supposed to have a five-minute uh, interview, which ended up being 10 minutes. And uh, I had to cut it down. And I realized that, no, because of the quality of conversation, I didn't want to cut it down. And that's why I was like, okay, let's do a podcast. At least I get to talk to you properly. Very and cool. Have a longer, I was happy to come back. Longer <laughs> conversation. So, yeah, thank you for coming back. And uh, we appreciate it. And hopefully... Um, yeah, I look forward to collabing and doing some uh, out yes. videos outside with you. And uh, and what you said on the eighth of, uh, yes. of, of October, the you're gonna be there, right? Yes. Are you gonna yes. promise it here I'm online? Or yeah. I think this podcast <laughs> will probably come <laughs> after the eighth. Ah, okay. Because no, I'll need okay, at least okay, a okay, week to edit it. <laughs> but I'm saying it on the camera now. But yes, I will. I will be there. Okay. If you're there. not there, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is proof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, cool. Thanks, Sharon. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Very nice. Thank you.